everyone, and welcome to the PhD to Be podcast. I'm Dallas, and I'm here with my co-host, Natalie. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hi. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> All right. So today, we are going to talk about conferences. Um, Natalie and I both recently went to conferences, different ones, um, and we thought it would be good to kind of give an overview of how people in the humanities um, apply for conferences, what you do at a conference, all all conference everything. Um, we're going to get into like funding, all that good stuff. Um, so everything you need to know, we're going to tell you. Yeah, so. yeah. So let's um, begin with Dallas since her conference was before mine and I think it's probably a good starting point because it was also her first conference yes so you went to MELIS can you tell us what MELIS stands for yeah so MELIS stands for um, multi-ethnic literature of the United States so as a lit person of course I would go to a lit conference um Natalie wouldn't have this wouldn't have been necessarily something up Natalie's alley um which is fine um but Yes. So I went to Mellis and it was my first conference. I was really nervous. Um, I think my big hang up with conferences and Natalie is the same way is that the whole aspect of like planning the traveling um, is really like stressful. And I have never um, flown by myself before. I've always flown um, with family and stuff. So I was like really nervous on like navigating the airport that was like my biggest hang up for the whole thing so and I can talk about that more in a little while but um yeah so I I, I've been putting off going to conferences strictly because (laughs) I didn't want to deal with the travel part of it but now that I've done it it's really not a big deal yeah so yeah so let's um start really at the beginning how did you even find out about this conference and the fact that they were uh, accepting proposals yeah so we wrote a um paper for dr mccormick's class last semester and she asked us to identify a conference we would be interested in submitting our work to um not that it was part of the grade to submit or anything but it was just part of like where might you want to um, present this work if you could and I like picked I, I have I had a, I had trouble like finding a conference that would necessarily fit for the paper I wrote and um, I picked some conference that was like it was something disability studies related I believe but it it wasn't happening for a while so she was like we all had like a little meeting with her like individually about our um, papers and stuff and she actually recommended that I submit to Mellis. So she sent me the link to the CFP, the call for papers. Um, and that's how I heard about it. I would have never found it searching on my own, um, which is silly. But uh, but yeah, and it, it just so happened that the conference fit perfectly with what my paper topic was on and everything. So um, usually the conferences, they will have a theme um, so Melis's theme was um, crossing and crossroads. So anything regarding, um, you know, a t- uh, anything regarding crossroads or crossing, obviously. But I'm ch- I'm, I'm trying to give you guys more like context because that could re- it's really it could be really broad. So you're when you submit to a conference, it it doesn't have to be like this perfect puzzle piece fit of a paper for the conference topic. It just has to fit in some capacity. And usually, like, you're good to go. Um, So my paper was on 
the COVID-19 pandemic and the disproportionate um, rate it has affected black women. So I kind of, my, my overall like argument, I guess, for the, for the conference as well is just like saying that we are at a crossroads currently on like how to handle these types of situations essentially. So even though my paper didn't sit there and like harken back to crossing and crossroads every five seconds, it still fit the general theme. So yeah, that's how I found out about Mellis through my professor, through Dr. McCormick, um, cause she recommended it. Yeah, so thank you for giving us sort of that insight. Um, in my experiences with uh, conferences, similar situation, our professors have asked us to look for a conference or they might share one in the in the grad student like listserv mm-hmm. and let us know. Um, there's also a website. So for those of you who are in the humanities, um, there is a call for papers from the University of Pennsylvania that mm-hmm. has um, where people submit call for papers. Yeah, and it there. has a ton that you can search through. It's really helpful. Yeah, I mean they have everything from uh, African American, like anything that has to do with African American, like call for papers. Uh, I see children's literature, classical studies, 18th century film and television, gender studies and sexuality. So um, this is really a good place to go if you don't have a faculty member. Um, who doesn't share, go out and share these. Because usually mm-hmm. they get them from someone they know at the university and they kind of just keep getting passed around. Mm-hmm. So um, there is a place where you can go if you don't have someone to tell you, hey, so-and-so conference is, yeah. is coming up. You should apply. Yeah, because sometimes even a professor will just reach out to you personally and say, hey, I, there's this conference coming up and it's right in your area. You know, I've, I've had that. Dr. Gall actually sent me a... Um, a call for papers um, for a conference that had a lot to do with disability studies and I can't remember like what the conference was but it was like the call for papers were due in like less than a week when she sent it and I was like there's no way I'm gonna be ready to like have anything but like the fact that she even thought of me was really sweet and that she sent it my way just because you never know yeah and to that note I think if you end up getting a call for papers sent to your email about a conference send that to your grad student colleagues yes um that's really important we don't we don't like gatekeeping um, we don't like we don't like gatekeeping so let everybody know what's happening and let us all be involved Mm -hmm. in in these conferences because it's really fun yeah i even had a friend and from my ma program um shout out to jenga kim love her she actually sent me a call for papers in my instagram dms a while back that was like hey this is this is you yeah you should do it again it was like one of those things where it was like the deadline was coming up real quick and i was like "Mm." but But still but still like the fact that like we can all like send each other stuff is really helpful yeah so i've been to one two i think a total of five conferences in my grad school experience and the first two that i went to um I was told by professors, hey, this is happening at this university. So usually your professors love to love to keep you in touch with what's happening out there and they encourage you to apply. So that's why I want the assignments. Usually I've had multiple assignments um, throughout my grad student um, experience where assignments have been set have been set to where you can uh, try to submit to a conference. So that's a really great right. activity. Yeah. TCU is really big on um getting us to do work that's going to translate into a line on your CV in some capacity, which is great. Um, so like I already had the paper done. I just had to submit the abstract. Right. So like when, by the time the conference came, I didn't really have to do that much editing. 
um, which was which was really nice. So I, if I don't have something prepared already, I don't really want to submit, just especially while like I'm still in coursework, right? Because it's it can be really difficult. So yeah. Um, and I feel like that's another reason why I haven't really applied to conferences because I've never really had anything that necessarily fit with the actual conference itself. Um, and I was told by Dr. Leverance, um, do not submit to a conference you don't really want to go to. Yes. So, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm taking that with, uh, I'm, I'm really listening to that piece of advice yeah. because I don't want to just go willy nilly to a concert, just a concert. Oh my goodness. A conference just because, just because I can, yeah. you know, if it's something that doesn't seem worth my time, I don't want to do it. And that, and that's a good segue into like thinking like, how do you choose what conference mm-hmm. you want to go to? Because there are so many. And so going, just, just echoing exactly what you just said. And we'll talk about this in a second. Like conferences can be really expensive. Mm-hmm. And if you don't really feel like this conference is one, somewhere you want to go Two, talking about a topic that you don't like Mm-hmm. Or three, I really actually like the advice of like, if you don't have something towards like already written that fits mm-hmm. that conference, then it's really hard to make, I don't want to say make something up, but I've been in the position, and I'll talk about this later, um, where I had to come up with a topic and then actually write the thing and it was just like i was working on it till the day before and so it just was like i just put myself in a position it was great and the experience was fine but like i wish i would have i would have had something to fit into that already yeah i mean if if you can come up with something that you really want to talk about that fits the conference theme perfectly and you can Mm -hmm. make the time to work on it yeah i just like i feel like i run myself pretty ragged (laughs) um that having to come up with another piece of writing that I don't already have pretty ready to go just sounds really daunting to me and to and for me personally that's just a no-go and now that I'm moving away from coursework um I think I could have more time to write something for a conference that I don't already have but write but like while I'm in the midst of coursework I just think that that's a lot to take on so yeah 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 no and and to just maybe counteract that a little bit like if you really do want to go like let's say the keynote speaker is like your favorite scholar yeah and it's like at a location that you can afford to go to and you really like the theme and and you know you're excited then yes Yes. write one for sure but yeah I, i personally would recommend that if you have something already built and you like it and you want to go to the conference then i think that's just going to be an easier process for you yeah like if like i agree with what natalie said if it's some if it's a conference that's like has everything you are looking for a keynote speaker you really want to see um all of the things are like checking the boxes and all you have to do is like come up with the proposal and the paper that's fine if i had had a conference like that where i felt like oh, i really can't miss this one um but i didn't have anything i would make the time to actually have something ready to go for it so um natalie uh do you want to go in a little bit about your conferences that you've been to this year and then we can talk about what the process of applying to a conference is like sure yeah so this year i went to two conferences i went to four c's which is a conference on college composition and communication it was held in chicago illinois and so i went there um 
That's a huge one for retcom folk. It is the like biggest. most of our department mm-hmm. was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is the biggest conference in um, rhetoric and composition, specifically composite, more on the composition side, but all of it. Um, and I went with uh, two of my colleagues, but they weren't on my panel. Um, I had a panel with a professor and a former TCU student, and so um, she has graduated. So we were on a panel, and it was actually pretty nice because Dr. Leverance was the one who was sort of in charge of the panel, and she wrote up, um, we wrote up a little, like, sort of blur, but she kind of took um, the reins on, like, everything else. And, like, when you when you do a panel, and, it, and I don't know how different it is with other um other conferences but in the case of this one we were able to write a little blurb about what each of our presentations was going to be on hypothetically speaking because i hadn't written it at this time mm-hmm. um and then she kind of compiled it and kind of like worked her magic on there and like did the work of actually submitting but um mm-hmm. once i was there it was it was it was expensive because <laughs> it's chicago um yeah and um but i had a great time and we can kind of talk about like what life what life is like at a conference in, in a little bit but um but yeah yeah should we explain what a, a panel is exactly sure yeah so conferences um allow you to do a variety of things and and so you're never really going to find one conference that does that gives you the option multiple options everything is going to be sort of different you're, you're going to have multiple options what i'm trying to say is that you're going to have multiple options but some conferences have space for creative writing pieces some most of them have panels where you are put together or you put together yourself a group of people who are going to talk about the same topic in different ways Mm -hmm. um so that's a panel or you can do individual presentations and then you get put on a panel they come Mm -hmm. up with a theme that kind of covers both of those or, or or three depending on how many are on that quote unquote panel and um you don't have to communicate with the other uh, people pers- yeah you don't have to like plan anything or anything like that and yeah. neither did did we have to with our panel with me and dr Leverance and hannah um but um at least we knew what everybody was going to yes. be talking so, about so did y'all propose a panel correct okay yes. so you didn't necessarily propose a paper and then get put on a panel you you proposed a particular panel topic yes okay yes yes thank you yeah thank you for uh no. But I just I was curious for my own self as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we did that, and then so you can either do that, you can propose a panel, or you can just propose your individual presentation. And then, like I said, some some have room for more creative work. Some have room for roundtables. Yes, and which a roundtable is just um, like a discussion based. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to call it a presentation necessarily, but. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it just kind of varies again. And that's sort of mm-hmm. what I was so what I was trying to get at earlier. Like every conference is going to look different in the way that people present. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are going to have a lot of similarities, but some might do things a little bit different. So, right. So, yeah. So for, for my conference, I submitted a paper and got put on a panel yes. that followed a similar theme to what I wrote. And all of our papers kind of had similar aspects of um, like talking about illness, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how so I didn't know my panel members we did kind of link up like before um the panel and kind of had someone uh, a volunteer essentially say like hey like I'll be the person that like keeps time and this that and the other could you usually at least for mine we each had about 15 minutes to present our work to where we'd all have enough time for um questions at the end so so I did have um 
we did have a volunteer who was like, I'll, I'll be the person that keeps track of time. I'll introduce everybody if you just want to send me like a short bio. So he kind of took the lead, which was nice because I didn't want to do that since it was my first conference. I was like, don't give me any kind of leadership position. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. So um, so that that worked out really well. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Um, I, th- I can't remember what ended up... Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking back to my panel. Um, I think we just kind of like did whatever, and it was great. It was like eight, at eight a.m. in the morning, so nice. we just kind of were like out of it. But um, yeah, so let's briefly talk about how do you write an abstract slash proposal now that you've decided that you want to go to this conference. What has what have been your experiences? What are the things that you kind of did when you were writing yours? Yes. So even though this was my first conference I have attended, I've had many practice, many, many, many instances of writing abstracts, right? Um, Sorry, I don't know what I was trying to say earlier. Many a practice. That makes no sense. Um, I've had plenty of practice writing abstracts because again, it's another sort of exercise that a lot of my professors have given in the past specifically for this reason so an abstract is usually between two 200 200 maybe i wouldn't even put it as far as 500 words it's usually like two to three hundred words we'll say um and it's just a it's just a a write-up a write-up that you say like hey this is what I would like to present at the conference and you kind of give a quick because you really don't have that much room to write again it's really short so that's where you say hey this is what I would like to present on here's a brief overview of what I want to argue um you know uh, and, and what what kind of what scholarly route you're taking like I'm gonna take you know this theoretical lens and apply it to my paper by doing xyz and you just kind of hit the high notes of what your presentation's on and then and, and like it's like I said really short so you you really want to hit the high notes but it's just a short paragraph or two about what you what your paper's going to be on yeah no I mean you summed it up exactly uh I would say about 200, 250 words sounds yeah. like about right. Um, yeah, usually not even 300 words. No. That's like pretty rare. It's really short. Yeah, and, and exactly what Dal said, you just kind of highlight the, the, the things that you're going to be talking about, how you're going to be talking about it, maybe even like suggesting like what you think people are going to get out of it too. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. So that when they read it on the program, they see, oh, okay, I'm going to learn about this and how I can apply this in my classroom or, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, and... Um, and if you've already written the paper, it's pretty easy to write an abstract after you've written the paper. If you haven't written the paper, your abstract is going to be crucial to mm-hmm. even just for when you do sit down to write that paper. What exactly. did I say I was going to do? I need to like harken back to that. I mean, you can things vary a little bit. Like if you're if your um, if your approach to your project, you know, changes before the conference, like that's okay as long as it's still keeping within the theme but you don't want to deviate too much from what you said you were going to do so that's like one thing you want to be mindful of if it's not something you already have ready to go you don't want to deviate too far from what you said you were going to do in your abstract yep I would agree and it's funny because I don't like writing proposals for conferences no and I but I don't mind doing them for like book like book collections or journals I don't know what it is. Are they about the same sort of length for a proposal for a journal? Mm, No, No. usually journal. But usually, and and actually that's a great question because usually the journal ones are like three, 
hundred to five hundred words, and so maybe it's just the fact that I have more room to say what I want. Mm -hmm, Maybe so. Those two hundred words are restricting, y'all. They're really restricting, and like, yeah, you're like, oh, it's just a short write up, but like, you have to say all the important stuff in that in that little bitty paragraph, you know. So that's that's where they can be tricky. Um, And I think most of my professors have told me (laughs) that they usually just write their abstract the day it's due. Uh, I would not recommend that. I also would not <laughs> recommend that. I would not recommend that. Maybe they can do that because they're like pros at it. Yeah. So they're they're they've gotten a lot of uh, practice at writing a quick abstract. But like I, no. <laughs> to be fair though, to that point, um, I will say that I think as graduate students, we have a lot more of a. Uh, we don't think we're going to get accepted to the conference. Like, I feel like that right. so doesn't we, make the proposal writing easier. Right. We, like, feel like it has to be this perfect thing that says everything within that limited, you know, space. And then, you know, it, but, like, for professors who are, you know, have been at this for a long time, they know that they can just, like, bust out a quick 200-word thing and be good to go. Yeah, and, like, one thing that I've noticed I, I do, which makes sense. I mean, I'm gonna I'm not going to say don't do this, but, like, I really try to hone in on the, okay, if the theme is hope, then I'm going to use hope 10 times in my proposal, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. like, I feel like we try so hard to, to prove that this paper fits, fits. the theme. Mm-hmm. And, the, the honestly, I've never applied to a conference and not gotten accepted. Yeah, I think a lot, I think you'd be surprised at um, what you would get accepted to. And, yeah. and and if they start to extend the proposal date for oh, when it's due, that's your clear sign that, they're, you're that gonna they get need accepted. people. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, because, you know, they'll, they have a deadline, right, for you to submit a proposal. So your conference might not be until... Um, you know, April, the conference might not be until April, but they need to get those proposals in so that way they can um, get the acceptances out. You know, you got to have that in by, uh, you know, October, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I'm, I'm making up a date, but usually it, it's sounds, a, about it right. sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Though I can't remember when my proposal was due. It probably wasn't due in October. It was probably due more like early December, late November. Still like a, and still I got, a gap. Yeah. yeah. So you have like a little, so you need a, it's nice when you have a conference picked out that you want to apply to where you're not like, Oh, the, the, the turnaround to turn this in is like a week out. And then, you know, when you're busy with other things, it's hard to remember like, Oh, I forgot to submit to that conference. Uh, I forgot to submit my, my abstract. So try and find ones that are, you still have time. That way you can actually like think about it. If you don't have anything ready to go and you can really like think about what you want to do, how you want to, um, how you want to form your abstract and and usually the con- the call for papers will have like a list of like topics that might help guide you um questions, questions and stuff like that yeah. yeah so they'll have things like this can look like colon and then they'll have like a whole list of um um things topics questions uh that fit the theme so if you're kind of struggling you can kind of go off of that um and then i forgot where i was going with this but i, I you have a lot of time. You want to make sure you have time um, to actually put that abstract together. Um, but again, usually they'll accept. Yes. If, as long as it even just fits the mm-hmm. theme, even just slightly, mm-hmm. 
your chances of getting accepted are really high. I agree 100%. I, I like yeah. I said, and that's not a flex, like, oh, I've gotten into every conference that I, that's not a flex. No, that's just because that's just they how need conferences work. Yeah, and they need people. They need yeah. people to go so they can make the panels. Exactly. And, you know, um, and, and I mean, it's nice that they are so, uh, you know, accepting. Accepting. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that helps and it gets you experience with networking and, you can get good feedback on your projects that might, you know, you can even be getting feedback on like your dissertation chapters, you know, mm-hmm. so it's really, it can be really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, they, they might extend the date as well, which is nice. Cause if you're like, Oh, that deadline's a week out, keep an eye on it because they might extend it for another couple of weeks. That's great. Great and, tip. Yeah. Great so tip. just, you gotta get like, keep an eye out. Cause I think the Mellis one actually, did extend their um abstract submissions um but i had i because i already had the paper written i was able to write my abstract Mm -hmm. pretty easily yeah so i didn't i i submitted it within plenty of time of the deadline i'm I'm quite sure um yeah so yeah so now that we've talked about writing proposals now let's say you submitted you got accepted now you have to plan yeah what all goes into that Let's talk about it. <laughs> so for me, the biggest nightmare was actually like getting the plane ticket bought. I've never had to buy a plane ticket by myself. I've never had to fly by myself. I've never had to navigate the airport by myself. And I was really nervous about like all of that. And I know I mentioned it on a past episode with my friend Andy, who I got my MA with. He was like, hey, I know you're super nervous for the conference. Why don't you fly out to where I am and then we'll drive down on the day you present which made me feel better because I felt like I wasn't going into a whole like situation that was totally unfamiliar I was going from the airport yes that's totally unfamiliar but I was going to a friend you know so it didn't feel like oh now I gotta like get figure out an uber and get to the hotel so I kind of lucked out this time um because of that and which is great like I'm really happy that Andy was um so so willing to let me come stay with him and take care of me for that weekend and drive me down and all this stuff so um but i i felt like the biggest headache was definitely like getting the plane uh ticket and all that scheduled um but it really wasn't bad yeah yeah so similar in similar ways i mean i don't like to travel um even though i'm applying to these conferences and i know that i have to i don't understand y'all i'd still do it um, it's uh, just nerve-wracking. Which I'll actually talk about in a second. I have two other conferences that I apply to later this year. We'll get to that. Um, so as far as planning the conference, I mean, as soon as you get the um, acceptance letter, I recommend um, applying for funding ASAP. Yes, this was a mistake on my end. I mean, I'm still going to get my funding, so it it's fine. But my conference was so late in the semester that by the time I like actually applied for the the way TCU works is that we get um, a total of eight hundred dollars for domestic travel, mm-hmm. and I think it's twelve hundred for international. I don't know. I've I don't never know. done it, so I, I don't, don't know. Yeah, but the way it works is usually the English department will give us four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then the Office of Graduate Studies will give the other four hundred. Mm-hmm. But because my conference was so late, and I kind of waited to apply for that funding. Because I just had so many other things. It was just like on the back burner. Because I was like, well, I don't need to worry about this right now. I don't need to worry about this right now. Well, 
the Office of Graduate Studies actually ended up going like using all their budget funding for conferences. So now the English department has to give me the full 800, which I'm sure they're not super happy about, but um, it'll be okay. Uh, so yeah, that's another thing. Like you want to make sure you're on top of that. I wish I would have been. Um, again, I'm lucky because they were like, well, we'll just give you the full 800 instead. Um, but yeah, make sure you're on top of that. Another thing you want to be on top of too, is like registering for the actual conference. So for Mellis, I had to actually register for their, like, I don't like their journal. It's not like their journal journal, but Mm. like, you know, we have MLA and you can Mm -hmm. like be a part Mm -hmm. of MLA. Like you could be like a member of Mellis essentially. So I'm saying journal, but that's not right. I guess more like a member of membership, a membership. That's more what I mean, which was like cheap. It was like membership for students like fifteen dollars nice so once you do that then you can register for the oh wow so you have to become a member whoa before you can register interesting so you want to make sure that like you're reading up on so when they send you the acceptance letter like make sure you're reading all the stuff about what you need to do in order to actually register for the conference um Mm -hmm. because like that's important you can't you like when you're like well i can't register it's like well because you need to become a member of the thing if you i've never had it to where i had to be a member but it is important for you to know if that's the step you you need to to know if you need to do that so that's how mellis was so again fifteen dollars whatever um it's the the registration fee was i think 130 oh my gosh and that was like that was the like student rate wow yeah so and then my plane ticket for to go to my friend's house and back was like $691. And I just told you guys, we only get $800. So that, my plane ticket and the registration fee alone is my $800. So I'm basically not going to be getting reimbursed for any like food costs. I mean, I saved money by not staying at the hotel since I stayed with my friend. Although of course I paid him out of pocket for his hospitality and I paid for some of his meals and I gave him gas money. So I still spent like a good chunk of money outside of those things. And of course I wouldn't just like bum with a friend and not do something, you know? So I did give him, um, money, gas money, uh, you know, hospitality money and paid for a couple of his meals while we were together. Um, which I'm happy to do that. And I still think I came out on top because the hotel in Indianapolis where the conference was, was I think like $160 a night or something close to that, which again, like I paid my friend like $150 to stay at his place for what, two, three nights. Um, whereas I could have been spending over what I paid him for, a couple nights at a hotel which right not to say my friend isn't worth the hotel price but you know <laughs> the whole point of staying with the friend is to save money so even though my plane ticket was really expensive and was maybe even more expensive than what it would have been if I would have just flown to Indianapolis um I think I still saved more money by just staying with Andy in the long run yeah so to give you some insight into my experiences because mine have been different um so like I started this sort of section of the podcast i recommend and i do this every single time apply for funding asap register asap because sometimes some conferences have like early bird specials so they're discounted yeah when i applied to four c's it was like 65 dollars. nice um the conference that i went to at oklahoma state was free for students 
That's amazing. And I donated ten dollars just because those are my friends who are hosting the conference, so yeah. I wanted to help them out. And you know, so and plus the four C's is a, a large like I'm talking thousands of people and the Oklahoma State one was maybe like hundred, two hundred, so obviously yeah. different. Um but so apply for funding ASAP Yes. register asap especially if they have an early bird um sort of discount or whatnot um as far as planning the conference goes like i mentioned i don't like to travel so if i know there's somebody in the department who's going to that conference my number one thing is can we stay together because yeah. that's obviously going to um, make your cost of staying there cheaper mm-hmm. i also um would recommend if you if you're the type who wants to like have the comfort of knowing someone obviously some of y'all like are you know independent and all that kind of stuff i'm not like that um (laughs) so i would recommend getting in touch with them and saying hey when are you leaving if you're driving you might drive together you might fly together i mean yeah figuring it out so that um but yeah so um plan essentially like trying to plan with someone if if that's your cup of tea if it's if it's not then go on with your bad self like you you got this taken care of but for those of us who are a little a little scared um to travel by ourselves find someone in the department who's going go with them make your Mm -hmm. life easier let the anxiety kind of go down um yeah and there's lots of um like for mellis we use this app called Hoover, Hoover. yep which was really nice because you could connect with people who were going to the conference there was a lot of people talking about like ride shares um you know uh Mm -hmm. things like that like hey can we uber together you know i'm interested in that you know all all of this stuff which i thought was really um nice and really helpful again i didn't necessarily have to use that because i had andy um but if i would have been going alone i definitely would have used that and i did have a couple of friends and colleagues go to mellis but they left on different days and we presented on different days which means that they were probably going home on a different day so like the scheduling itself just like didn't really mesh with mine so that's why I didn't um you know go with anyone but that's okay I think now that I've like done it I can definitely do it all by myself without anybody like needing anybody um but of course everything's more fun when you have friends and y'all me and Natalie are so codependent that the last two weeks of us not having each other for the weekend was like not fun not fun like literally all of my texts were like I miss you I miss you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's nice to so we to should just, go to a conference together really is what should. i'm saying because then we could just like be together the whole weekend honestly um but yeah i mean just in general know what type of person you are if you like to travel alone and you've done it before then you got it taken care of but if you're the type who hasn't traveled alone hasn't flown you know those types of things and, and, and it makes you anxious then find someone else who's going if your conference is big enough to have the Whova app because that's not something that smaller conferences use yeah take advantage of that same thing with like ride shares and ubers and i mean yeah and yeah. i always think you should uber with other people i don't think I ubering alone is ever a safe choice yeah. so if you can find people who are also looking to uber and y'all are maybe getting to the airport at the same time and y'all want to uber to the hotel together like I mean, again, you don't know these people who are going to the conference, but safe to say that the people attending the conference are, um, you know, in the same boat. You know, they don't they want to also be traveling as safely as possible. So I would trust getting into an Uber with a few other people rather than just Ubering by myself from the airport to the hotel. Um, That's just me personally. But I think that that's a a good piece of advice, especially for us ladies, (laughs) single, smaller 
lady. Just being safe. Just I mean, being safe. Just being safe. I never feel. I always. I've only ever Ubered alone like once, and I. I, I felt okay. Like I felt safe, but like I, I don't. I don't think I would do it again. Yeah, it's like you said. It's fun with friends or fun with other people. So yeah. So if you can meet new and like again, conferences are just networking. You can network in an Uber. Well, and and if we can transition into what yeah. happens at conferences, networking. Yeah. So again, because I was with my friend and we only drove down on the day of, I really only attended one panel. And I think that next time I attend a conference, I would like to stay at the hotel that the conference is happening at so I can actually be there for more panels and um, make more of an effort to actually meet people, you know, and go to the events. Like I missed the keynote speaker. I missed all the, you know, little luncheons and things like that. So um, because I was with Andy, we were a couple hours out. It just didn't make sense to like drive down there every day. That would have been too much. So um, yeah, I, I think I missed out on a lot of that networking. I did I did meet a few people whose emails I have and things like that. So I did meet people on the day of my presentation, which was really nice. And my panel members were super sweet and all of that. But I did miss a big chunk of that networking that um, I would have gotten if I would have stayed at the actual destination of the conference yeah yeah um before i talk about my own experiences when it comes to networking i think the number one thing that i want to say is that if you don't want to network at the conference it's okay because i think that's one of the expectations and it makes sense like obviously that's kind of the point of the conference to go share your work and establish these relationships with people in the field but if you are um an introvert if you're shy, you know if you're shy you have anxiety so like uh, social anxiety yeah. or if you're like me and you're just getting your feet wet with it, your first conference and you're like i yeah. just want to i'm just worried about like actually doing the presentation it's okay it's if you okay. don't network it is okay with that being said though i'd love to talk about my experiences when it comes to those things so at my first conference my first conference was a small writing center conference that's a, a regional conference that spans from texas oklahoma louisiana and arkansas and there might be a couple other states in that sort of mix um I went to a panel, um, it was a writing center conference, so I went to a panel that talked, I don't remember exactly what the theme was, but I remember I met the writing center director at the University of Texas at Arlington. And so I'm like, I want to live in the DFW area, like I got to know him, and he was really interested in the program we had at Oklahoma State, and so that was the extent to which like I networked there. But I had already established that connection. And so the second conference that I went to was a very small conference at University of Tulsa and um, not a good experience. I could talk about oh, that no. later if, yeah. if, if we want to reminisce on all of that. Um, no networking. I can, I'll, I'll cover that one later. Then the next conference I had was a micro-regional conference that Oklahoma State's Writing Center held. And I was a part of like... Um, the planning of that conference and so there we had a bunch of universities from the general like the sort of oklahoma texas area and so that was a really interesting opportunity to just kind of see what's out there in this area that i want to live in um and then i'll start stop with this my second most recent one which is when i went to four c's that one was the most interesting because there's so many people there. Mm -hmm. And I think what's interesting about that conference is, is this, there are so many people from TCU that went like, there was like 10 of us. It was a lot. Yeah. 
And so we met up with one of our colleagues. He's an older graduate student, and he had a he had gotten a table at um, one of the restaurants attached to the conference. And we met up with him, and he randomly met some people and they're like hey do you want to sit together and so they all sat together and so next thing you know we're getting our linkedins and like all these mm-hmm. things and so i feel like that was it first of all a very interesting experience i'd never experienced that but there was just something about that big that's the biggest comp four seas is the biggest conference i've ever been to and so i feel like also like the size of the conference like you think i, I think it just kind of depends on like the type of person that you're at and really the timing in the theme i find that conferences with rhetoric and composition writing center studies are a little bit easier to be at than those the lit conference that i went to personally um but i think this is all to say that not every conference experience is going to be the same Mm -hmm. and so if you don't network at a conference like it's okay Um, sometimes you're going to meet a lot of people. I met a lot of people at four C's and then I met a, you know, regional people at the other two conferences. And then there's one where I didn't meet anyone because it was like super small and nobody had gone to it. So every, every conference is different. Every, every situation is different and, and not every one is going to look the same. That's great. No, it is. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I think people kind of have this idea in their head of like what a conference is, but you know, leave your expectations at the door a little bit you know you don't want to you might have a totally different experience yeah so do we want to talk about our experiences at our most recent conferences i know you kind of already touched on yours a little bit is there anything you want to add yeah so i guess i can kind of talk more about like what i did when we got there so again i didn't stay at the hotel that the conference was being held at so i mostly hung out in the lobby um my friend andy came with me and I was allowed to, we were all allowed to bring like one person. Um, so he was my, he was my little plus one to the conference. And um, I, we got there kind of, we got there early. And um, so I, I practiced reading my paper out loud to myself in the lobby of the hotel while I waited for a panel to start because we got there at an awkward time where like I was, there was like a panel kind of at the end. So I didn't want to like, walk into like these panels that were like almost over like there's no point so I kind of just practiced my paper and then by the time I did that there was a new panel starting so I went to a panel Andy was like hey I'm gonna go get coffee at a coffee shop down the road like text me whenever the panel's almost over I'll come meet up with you and we can go to lunch and then by the time we get back it'll be time for your panel so that's pretty much what we did so I went and I watched a panel um watched or you know listened rather Mm -hmm. (laughs) you kind of you do both right and all of the people at this particular panel they didn't have like presentations they just kind of read their papers which was fine um and so they had some really interesting topics and there were questions at the end i didn't have any questions but i did take notes um andy actually suggested i take a um, notebook with me and anybody i would meet write their name down and how like a little something about like how how we met like oh we met at this panel or whatever right like something about them that you would remember that way if you ever run into them again you're like oh I know that person you know um so I basically took notes during the panel I wrote down questions other people asked um and uh after that panel ended um Andy and I went to lunch we came back we had a little more time to kill I practiced my presentation a little more 
and then by then it was pretty much time for my panel and um, another thing that was recommended to me by Dr. McCormick was to get someone to take photos of me while presenting so Andy actually is a photographer um, when he's not in grad school when he's on the side he has many <laughs> hobbies and photography is one of yeah. them so he actually came and I mm-hmm. asked the panel members I was like hey would you mind if my friend took some photos you don't have to be in them you know whatever and they were like oh yeah we don't care so Andy took some photos while I was presenting and um, which was really nice um, so I got some good presentation photos um which so so you don't have to have a photographer friend you can get somebody to take pictures on the cell phone it's fine Mm -hmm. um so uh i would recommend doing that as well yeah Um, take pictures take pictures take notes you know write down people's names you know emails whatever Mm -hmm. um so so yeah yeah no yeah just to echo that and thank you for sharing your experiences at the conference um another Go oh, ahead. sorry. I was just gonna say, and then you know, I read my paper. I practiced reading it. I had a shorter paper that I could read within the fifteen-minute frame. Everyone else had a longer paper, so they kind of had to skip around or kind of give like, okay, well, for the sake of time, we're just gonna move on to this. So it's okay if you need to do that. I just so happened to have a paper that was conference length that I could read the whole thing and mm-hmm. still come in time. So, but I am glad I practiced it a little bit because I didn't want to be taking too much time away. But I also. Um, I wasn't the last person to go. I was like the second to last person, but um, I think, you know, I came in under time. So it all worked out. And honestly, I just really focused on, because I was kind of nervous. You know, you don't know these people. So I made sure I had like a little glass of water just because, you know, you never know. And um, and then I just really focused on just being clear when I read because I also did not have a presentation. I just read my paper, but I think my paper was easy enough to follow that, without a presentation just reading it out loud people could still understand what I was like saying because sometimes papers are kind of hard to follow just by when you read them um but I just really focused on trying to be very clear and loud enough for everyone to hear me read and and I think it went really well of course I stumbled over my words a little bit everyone does but you know it was overall was a good experience I think and that's pretty much that (laughs) and congratulations on attending your first conference thank you that's exciting um, yeah, I, Dallas, I really appreciated that you kind of went to it, explain it to us step by step. Bring water if you're someone who needs cough drops, bring a cough drop. Mm-hmm. Um, take pictures or ask someone to take a picture for you. Um, a lot of conferences give you folders, a pen, and a notepad, so you don't necessarily have to bring a notebook. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, I, every conference I've been at, they've always given me a little notepad. So They didn't give us one. Oh, I'm sorry. But maybe they did for the people who went on day one. I don't know. No, usually it's at, at, at registration where you okay. get your name tag. Um, okay, well, never mm-hmm. mind. But that's um, okay. But yeah, so normally they do. I mean, obviously, you can always bring it back up. I don't because I just don't. I honestly don't like taking notes at conferences mm-hmm. unless it's something that I'm like, I need to remember that book mm-hmm. or I need to remember that scholar's name. Um, but like, I actually just prefer just kind of being there um and just i don't know vibing um so other things that can kind of happen at the conference um honestly socializing um me so okay i guess this is an opportunity for me to talk about my conference that i went to so which we're gonna have a podcast episode on too natalie did a uh, recorded a podcast with um her friends from oklahoma state so be on the lookout for that yes so so that conference okay so this is sort of this is an easy conference. So this is what happened. 
my friends in the English department, specifically my friend Sean, he was is the graduate coordinator of the Southern Plains Conference. And so he was the one alongside a bunch of other wonderful people who put together this conference. And so my friend's like, hey, we have this conference. You and your friends at TCU should totally apply. And so we did. And um, there were four of us from TCU at the conference. And so... The thing is, is that I was already, I, I went to Oklahoma State University. I know the people who are going to be there. I know still water like the back of my hand. So I didn't have to worry about all those types of things. Um, and it's funny because even, even as I'm about to talk about socializing, I obviously had, um, what, what am I, how am I going to, the privilege of having just an easier time to socialize because I knew the people there. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, I took advantage of it. Like we got <laughs> lunch, we got dinner, we hung out, we went to the bar. It was You went amazing. to the bar? Yeah, I the only bar I'll go to is the one in Stillwater. And I don't drink and I still don't drink. So when I go, I, I hey, don't. Hey, you can go to a bar and not drink. Exactly. Um, so you might socialize, you might hang out and meet people. Obviously in my case, I already knew all these people, but you might just get an opportunity to like make friends. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be about academia. Like it could just be like, Hey, let's, I really like that. You talked about this thing in pop culture. I also like this thing in pop culture. And then you just kind of, you know, chit chat, chit chat about something. So socializing is huge. And obviously from the conference that I just went to, like, it was really easy for me to do that, but I took advantage of it. And, um, Conferences, I mean, because your presentation is only like 10, 15 minutes of your day at the conference. And obviously, you're going to go to other panels and see your friends present if they're friends at the conference um, from your university or former university or whatnot. So obviously, you want to go and support them. So those are things that you can do. But also, it's just an opportunity to socialize and just to kind of hang out and meet people. So I definitely just recommend taking advantage of that if, if that is something that you want and is something that you are comfortable doing. Um, but I feel like that's all of my sort of experience from this previous conference. The thing that I submitted was a, a paper that I wrote for um, the teaching college composition class I took last fall with Dr. Hogue, um, which is a paper that I'm submitting for a CFP for a book collection. Um, so I really care about the work and I, and I was really, really excited to present on it. And I just read from my paper. Um, and mm-hmm. so I just kind of had a little PowerPoint, like just one sort of like a title slide so that people could um, see like the connection from like my paper to to the um, thing. And um, yeah, it was it was great. Yeah. I want to hear about this quote unquote bad conference experience. OK, so. <laughs> So this was fall of 2018 and I was in a class and I can't remember what the class is called, but we all wrote papers, conference length papers. Mm-hmm. And the professor emails us and, and tells us, hey, this sem- that same semester he emails us. It's like, hey, uh, the University of Tulsa English Graduate Student Association is putting on a conference. Y'all should go. And the University of Tulsa is like in 45 minutes away from Stillwater um, heading east Oklahoma and so me and three other students in that class were like we should go you know it's a small conference so that's obviously like a good entryway I mean I had already been to conferences but like small conferences are a good entryway to going to conferences and so we're like why not so I remember Rebecca shout out Rebecca she's about to graduate with her PhD in like two weeks 
or less than two weeks um she was like hey i'll book a hotel for all of us and i was like i'll drive they actually didn't raquel and rebecca didn't have cars so obviously i think it was probably best that i drove mm-hmm. um <laughs> so and i had done the drive to tulsa multiple times and so i was like yeah let's go so we all carpooled there and it was a gr- really great bonding moment and then while we when we got there um at the conference um i think we got there early in the day that it hadn't started until later in the day i don't remember the timing on that now that i think about that but we met up with um, another one of our colleagues there so he was a guy he's a guy so he wanted to book a separate hotel um and so so we get to this conference and we kind of explore a little bit like me and grant went to um the catholic church on tulsa's campus and so it was like really fun well so i had laryngitis oh no (laughs) but i thought my laryngitis had gotten better surprise surprise it did not okay that's not even the bad part i mean that that was not fun yes but I'll, I'll get to that. So is we, laryngitis uh, coughing or is it just like a bad sore throat where you can't talk? Where you can't talk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Yikes. okay. <laughs> well, we get to this conference and there's like hardly any people there. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of like, oh no. Granted, the weather was a little rainy. And so we get to this conference and there's hardly anyone there. Literally like the people on my panel were the people in my class and so there was like five of us in the room and there were chairs like going all the way back oh no and i was basically reading my paper to your to my peers who had already listened to To this paper. paper yeah and i had laryngitis and so my voice kept cutting out every five seconds oh no friend (laughs) It was so bad, y'all. And then we went to a couple other panels. Same situation. There was it was literally just. I feel like it was literally just us. I remember one other guy, and who Ryan, came to the panel, right? Okay. And Ryan Schlesinger was he, which he, I, I believe he's still a professor at Oklahoma State. He went to the because he actually went to the University of Tulsa too. I think that's where he might have gotten his PhD and then teaches at uh, at OSU. So it felt like the entire conference was just like five people. Oh. And when I, looking back on all this, and this this is a moment when I, when I, we were reflecting on the conference. And it's funny because that night, that night of the conference, after we got back home and everything, there was like a tornado in like Tulsa. Oh no. It was pretty bad, y'all. Like the rain was really bad. Obviously we were at the hotel, so thanks be to God we weren't like on the road. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah so i had laryngitis nobody showed up to the conference and then uh, i remember reflecting on the conference with rebecca and raquel um, we're like yeah that conference was not good but at least we like bonded together so that was really yeah fun. something good came out of it and you know what it still gave you practice of like doing a presentation at a conference even though there wasn't much of an audience like just having that kind of understanding of like this is how a conference works i think is still valuable in itself yeah so you know don't get discouraged if you go to a conference and the panel doesn't attract a whole lot of um people people you know it's okay and 
that was actually now that i think about it that was actually my first presentation at a conference because the first conference i went to i actually didn't present to i just went because i wanted to see what it was like yeah um and the people that i was were go- was going with like allowed me to do that like they're yeah. like yeah like yeah if you want to get used to you know x y and z so which is super great if you can do that and you're kind of nervous about yeah. Um, what conference is like if you can attend one without having to like do the whole registration fee mm-hmm. you know if it's close enough that you can just drive there or something yeah um, that's a good idea as well yeah low stakes um, conference um, obviously something that is pretty accessible to um, so so yeah that conference was just like not good I mean it was I obviously want to look on the brighter side of things but but um, not the best conference I've ever been to yeah what do you think it was just like a newer conference honestly that maybe they just it just hasn't it just was harder for them to get it taken off well whenever conferences are held by by departments Mm -hmm. you never know what's going to happen and it's funny because i was telling my friend sean because he's he was the one who's in charge of the conference and i said you know i remember when i went to the conference at tulsa and i was i was really hoping that that conference that this conference that I just went to was going to be like that conference because it's being being put on by the small department. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if the the conference at Oklahoma State that I just went to did a great job of marketing itself or, or what. I mean, they did do a great job. I'm not going to discount that. But like, I don't know what went what went on behind the scenes at the one at the Tulsa one and so I feel like when when you're we're an established conference like it's so much easier for you to get that traction whereas if you're a small conference you really gotta sit here and put the effort in so that people can go um, Mm -hmm. can people want to go so yeah yeah and usually like your more interdisciplinary conferences are gonna attract more scholars because it's a wider range of disciplines so that makes sense as well so you know you you just have to see what's out there and um you know not they're all not going to be a win necessarily and that's okay and and, yeah and that's okay i mean not every project you're going to want you present is going to be a win either i mean the even looking back at the the one I did recently, I love that paper and I want to do something with it and I, I'm trying to do something with it. The one I did for Four Cs was a good opportunity for me to just kind of understand how I, what expectations I have for students, but I don't think I'm going to do anything with it. Right. And that's okay too. So every con- conference is going to be different. Every It's going to function differently, but things are some things are going to be the same you're going to give your presentation be a part of a panel you're going to meet people you're going to hear what other people are are talking about out in the field and you're just going to learn a lot so conferences can be really fun if you as long as you can get past the the travel part for those of you yeah and just the logistics of like getting the funding and like right now i'm doing the reimbursement form which i actually had to get help with today by our um secretary named mary um i was like i don't know what this means (laughs) so um but i i got it filled out it's ready to actually be sent over but like all of those things just make sure you know you're getting that stuff filled out um you know set 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 even like setting a day and a time say like okay in my office hours today i'm gonna fill out my travel funding um grant or whatever whatever the form is you need to fill out to get funding from the school um and then you know on the on the, whenever you come back and it's time to fill out that reimbursement form say okay no today during office hours I'm, or whatever it doesn't have to be during office hours that's just whenever i feel like i i'm more productive because if i'm filling out a form like that and i have questions i know i can just like walk right down to the office and be like hey 
help me, you know, or whatever, versus like if I'm at home, it's like, oh, I could send an email, but then I have to wait. So for me, like that kind of stuff is better for me to fill out when I'm on campus. That's just me. That's just personal preference. Um, Like, so, you know, set out a time and say, I'm going to take today to register for the conference. I'm going to take today to do the thing and and you know it set the block set block some time out for yourself to actually get that stuff and because in the grand scheme of things it really doesn't take that long it's just a matter of doing it would that be your advice to wrap up this episode yeah okay do we have anything else we want to mention about conferences i think we hit all the yeah all the things yeah i agree i feel like we covered everything gave our experiences and just sort of insight in what we've done yeah yeah and look, if you're nervous about conferences, trust me, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Because <laughs> I was like, really just like, for me, it's always the logistics of getting things planned. That's always like the most frustrating or, you know, most daunting part of anything. Like, yeah, it's okay to send a proposal and get accepted and, and you know, do the registration fee. It's like everything else that encompasses that of like planning the actual travel aspect of it. That's that's always more daunting to me for some reason so but trust me once you do it once you'll see you can do it yeah yeah I mean if I could leave you with a piece of advice with conferences is do what is most comfortable for you if you don't Mm want to actually go to that conference don't actually go to that conference if you can't afford it don't put yourself in a position where you're going to be uncomfortable with money like yeah, you know, there'll like, be plenty of conferences to come. So, exactly. And I think our department recommends one a year. And I didn't even do one my first year. Like, I literally just did not care about going to a conference last year. I didn't even really care to go to one this year, but I did. <laughs> yeah. But again, that was just because my own, like, fear of the travel situation was just, like, hindering me in some ways. But, I mean, you know, like, if you are just, like, not in a position to be able to do it, don't put yourself through it like it'll yeah, be okay because okay. you don't have to, if you know if you don't go for your first couple of years or something but maybe you go to two the next year you know you'll catch it up yeah and it's not a race honestly a race. like conferences are important yes but they're not the most important thing they're just for funsies and if again if you like the theme like i'm gonna be going well I haven't gotten accepted, so how am I even going to say that? I applied to two conferences, both in October. One of them is the FemRat conference, um, where I'm going to, if I get accepted, I'll be a part of a roundtable for a journal that um, I'm going to be published in. And so that one, I'm like, I hate that it's in Atlanta, um, but a friend of mine is going, and I'm like, okay, if we both get accepted, I'm making sure that we're staying at the same place, and that's going to alleviate some yeah. of that comfort. Who's or, going? Uh, Natalie. Natalie. Oh, other Natalie. <laughs> Um, and then I applied to a conference in you know, at the University of Memphis um, called Rhetoric and Religion, Ooh. where I'm going to talk about my chapter um, where I talk about faith in the writing center. And so, I mean, even though I'm nervous about them, like I'm still trying and going yeah. for it. So I would say, like, it, know what you're comfortable with. Yeah. yeah and if know you, you submit to with. a conference, like let's say you submit to a conference and you get accepted. But then something happens and you're like, I'm not going to be in a financial situation. You don't have to register. You could exactly. always just not go. You, and, and But like to know you know the process of how to submit a proposal and what goes into that is also rewarding. I'm not saying just submit to a bunch of conferences and then just don't go. But if you like really think like, oh, yeah, I could go to this. And then, you know, you, you're at a point by the time that you hear back that comes and you're just in a position where you just can't go. Like, it's OK if you don't go. Yeah. But if you do have fun and, you know, um, listen to other people talk and just have a just just make 
make the best out of it you know make the best out of it and um yeah whatever that means to you yeah awesome yeah anything else you want to add or i don't think so well then that's going to wrap up today's episode thank y'all so much for listening if you have any questions or if you want to share any of your conference experiences maybe you've had a bad conference that you'd like to share go ahead and email us at the phd to be podcast at gmail.com or you can dm us um or and follow us on um instagram at the phd to be podcast and if you have any recent um you know uh conference uh pictures you want to share with us we can even maybe even upload them to the instagram and give you a tag you a shout out we'll tag you so yeah let us know Alrighty, y'all well then we'll see y'all on the next one thank you bye bye